Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest Happy Wednesday, Edwin. Happy March 1st. And it is Andrew. March 1st. Thank you very much. Month three. Month three of 2023. So talking about time flying, not, yes. not that, that today is like special numbers, but recognizing we've just come into a new month we're on episode 133 for the season okay and that that may not sound impressive except for understanding that that's actually like the halfway point yeah for this year of text talk we are like almost i mean we're right at the halfway point here well and and i just uh, love all the people that tune in and give us the good feedback and want to meet us yeah, uh, you know they. Uh, I, I somebody reached out recently was talking to me and said, you know, I feel like, I feel like I'm getting to know you real well and you and Edwin real well because you hear voices and you guys kind of cut up the way you do, but you don't get to know me because you don't know all the stuff I'm saying right back to you. <laughs> <laughs> send the emails. So yeah, send emails. But I appreciate that you're you know talking to your iPhone or talking to your car stereo, or just talking <laughs> back. That, that was actually a delightful thing to picture in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, by the way, I j- since I've already gotten into this, this is episode 793 for Text Talk as a whole. Okay. We have done this 793 times. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that somebody is still listening and talking to you, that's quite impressive. Doesn't it feel like an episode over like 790? I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of 790, let's read Psalm 79. Was that was that not a good segue? Let me tell you, you getting better at your segues every episode we do. <laughs> Psalm seventy nine. Now I'm actually going to read this from the New Century version, and I am reading it because the guys who did this New Century version, this particular rendition of it, uh, Andrew, it's I know it's very sentimental and special to you. The International Children's Bible. It was my first Bible, and I, thought, I still have it. I want to get back to this one because I kind of feel like Psalm seventy nine is one of those indications that the Bible is not a children's book. Mm. Yes. So let's just see how they decided to take this one as they presented a Bible to children. Here we go. Psalm 79, a song of Asaph. God, nations have come against your people. They have ruined your holy temple. They have turned Jerusalem into ruins. They have given the bodies of your servants as food to the wild birds. They have given the bodies of those who worship you to the wild animals. They have spilled blood like water all around Jerusalem. No one was left to bury the dead. We are a bad joke to the other nations. They laugh and make fun of us. Lord, how long will this last? Will you be angry forever? How long will your jealousy burn like a fire? Be angry with the nations that do not know you. Be angry with the kingdoms that do not honor you. They have destroyed the people of Jacob. Those nations have destroyed the people's land. Don't punish us for the sins of our ancestors. Show your mercy to us soon. We are helpless. God, our Savior, help us so people will praise you. Save us and forgive our sins so people will honor you. Why should the nation say, where is their God? Tell the other nations in our presence that you punish those who kill your servants. Hear the moans of the prisoners. Use your great power to save those sentenced to die. Repay those around us seven times over for their insults to you, Lord. We are your people, the sheep of your flock. We will thank you always, forever and ever, we will praise you. Well, I mean, that is uh, a very contemporary reading of some of these things. Maybe some of the more difficult words uh, were 
mitigated. I don't know. Well, but you know what? Sort of defined. I tell you what they did. You know, like like the reproach. You yeah. know, they're like, you're a bad joke. Yeah, I like that. So yeah. the word, like taunt, you, you, you know, a, a, as trying to get into a more common parlance, which if you did, you wouldn't use the word parlance. But if you're trying to... <laughs> Try, try very, to get very it. true. If you, were, if you were trying to get this down for children to read, you, you can understand how taunts might not be understood. And so, yeah. like for your name's sake, I, I, they presented that as do this so people will praise you. Right. You know, understanding right. what does it mean to do it for his name? Well, so that people will praise his name. Yeah. One of the things I was impressed with, though, is that some of these violent images that you would think that the, oh, we don't want kids reading that. Yeah. We don't want them to know that people had died. We don't. No, they didn't take any of that. They didn't no, no. out. They didn't change. Any of that, so I, I'm I'm pretty pleased with that. I, I wanted to read that, but again, not, I, I do not, want to make this point. Not that I would accuse that version or that translation of taking things out. Well, no, but just no. to you know maybe choose language that kind of obscures what was going on. Yeah. And they really didn't do and that. They didn't do they that. Didn't they do didn't that. do that. I, again, I'm really. I guess this is a specific kind of side issue that I just thought about while reading this and knowing we had this version as they labeled it the International Children's Bible, is that sometimes in, in our culture, mm-hmm. the Bible does get treated like a children's book. Yes. Those are just little children's stories. You know, they're, they're myths and fairy tales, and we're going we're gonna to chalk up the flood and Daniel and the lion's den to, you know, Jack and the beanstalk and yeah. that, that kind of stuff. And uh, that, I think that's the way a lot of folks in our culture view the Bible, and especially those stories from the Old Testament. And again, Psalm 79 demonstrates to us this is not a kid's book. This The Bible is not a book where details are muted, where you don't understand how life actually works. It, it is a book that says this is the world. This is the way it works. Yeah. And and people die. Yeah. can but, be a very violent place, as God, this psalm shows. But God saves. Yeah. And that's that's a really powerful thing to recognize. So I, I wanted to read that. Sorry, that, I guess that was a little side trip. I hope that didn't distract us too much. No, I, it's 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 a really good point, and and I'm glad that you made it because honestly, we do run into that. We run into people who just straight up marginalize the Bible. Yeah. And sometimes it's shocking to find out even people who profess to be Christians, and the way they talk about the Bible and present the Bible, they're just absolutely marginalizing it, making it less than the Word of God. Yeah. And that's what it is. That's it is what the word it is. It is the Word of God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so this word from God here in Psalm 79, I think teaches us quite a few things about prayer. And whether I've said each day that we're dealing with a little bit of prayer, I know I did yesterday, but even the first day when we we talked about it's not about us, yeah, that was in my mind. I knew I was preparing for some comments about prayer yesterday where we, we talked about a really good... Um, habit to get into as we're praying to to think through and say okay how is what i'm saying here going to tie to god and what yeah. he wants and his character and his nature and then today thinking again about prayer i i learn a great lesson from psalm 79 that's just a very pragmatic practical lesson that says you know what if i want to learn how to pray i really need to take a look at these ancient prayers that you know, the, and i'm using the that prayers word. like yeah. the the people who would utter the prayer yeah i'm kind of i'm kind of saying that as, as a double meaning of oh. the prayers the things that are said and also the pray errs the praying people okay. the, the ones who are actually praying taking a look at their prayers now obviously i i get it when you're going through week after week on the psalms well that just seems to be a real obvious thing to say isn't that what we're doing every week we're learning from ancient prayers yeah but i think here in psalm 79 it goes a level 
deeper. Yeah, how because so? when when the psalmist prays uh, in verse ten, why in seventy nine and verse ten, why should the nation say, "Where is their God"? Let the avenging of their outpoured blood of your servants be known among the nations before our eyes. I don't think that that statement, why should the nation say, where's their God, is just out of the blue. I don't think it's just a person who says, oh, I've got a good thing to pray. Uh A psalmist later in Israel's history, "I, I, I know a good thing to pray. I think what we have is someone who has learned from the ancient prayers, specifically learned from the ancient prayers of Moses. Because twice in the life of Moses, when God is going to punish and destroy and utterly destroy the nation, Uh God tells Moses, get out of the way, I'm gonna wipe them out and I'm gonna give a greater nation and I'm gonna give that nation in you. I'm gonna grow that nation in you. And Moses responds with intercession and he says, but, if you do that, Egypt will hear about it, and the nations in Canaan will hear about it, and they'll think, even though they'll be wrong, but they will think, well, you couldn't do it. You th- couldn't pull it off. This is very interesting to me. Do you think we got time to look to look at one of these? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you, you want to flip over to one? Well, that's what. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. I, uh, I think, I think I see which you know. So all right, here I am. I, I've here. gotten over here to Exodus chapter you, 32. Exodus 32. One of them is in Exodus 32. This is after the golden calf. Okay. And in verse 11, Moses implored the Lord his God and said. O Lord, why does your wrath burn hot against your people whom you've brought out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians say with evil intent did he bring them out to kill them in the mountains and to consume them from the face of the earth? Turn from your burning anger and relent from this disaster against your people. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, your servants, to whom you swore by your own self and said to them, I will multiply your offspring as the stars of heaven, and all this land that I have promised I will give to your offspring, and they shall inherit it forever. Here's the, This is one of those prayers. The other yeah. one you can find in Numbers chapter 14 when okay. they refuse to go into the land. Yes. And in that one, maybe that's the one we should have read to, to grasp it because actually in Numbers 14, what's really cool is that in the Numbers 14 prayer, Moses brings up the name of God. And, and by bringing up the name of God, I mean he specifically brings up God. This is what you said about yourself. You said that you are a merciful and gracious God who is slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. So I'm going to ask you to be merciful. Mm-hmm. But but mm-hmm. the anchor in that is still the nations. Egypt's going to hear about this, and then they'll tell these nations in Canaan Yeah, the Canaanites, it. yeah. All right? Now, think about the parallels. What In both of those cases, God has said, I am going to destroy Israel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Moses intercedes... And he intercedes on the basis of the glory of God, because this is what Egypt is going to say. This is what the Canaanite nations are going to say. Here we are in Psalm 79, and we've got a very similar situation. God has judged Israel. Mm-hmm. And if God doesn't stop judging Israel, what's going to happen to Israel? Mm-hmm. It, they're going to be destroyed. They're going to be utterly destroyed. They're going to be completely lost from the face of the earth. And so when Psalm 79, the, the Asaphite psalmist, yeah. is in that scenario of God's judgment on his people, even though it's for their sins, because both times with Moses, it was due to the sins of the people. Right. They were in the wrong. Yeah, they were they were wrong. They were sinning. And Moses doesn't say, oh, God, it wasn't that big of a deal. I mean, really. No, he doesn't say that. It's all about, God, you be merciful because of how it will glorify you, because look at what all the other people will say. So my point here is that in Psalm 79, 
Asaph is learning how to pray this prayer, not just out of the blue. Mm -hmm. He hasn't just thought of this thing. It's the fact that he has clearly gone into history and seen prayers of ancient people and prayers that impacted God. And he said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pray like that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to pray like they prayed. And so, yeah, just studying the Psalms tells us, let's learn from ancient prayers. But how amazing it is to go look at an ancient prayer and realize that that guy learned from ancient prayers mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and learned how to pray yeah. from that. Was learned from the Pentateuch. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I got to tell you, I am super excited because I've learned that our buddy Nathan Ward is about to publish a book, Our Eyes Are Upon You. The whole thing is looking at prayers in the Bible to learn how to pray. Is that right? Yeah, I'm excited about that one coming out. That's really good. So he didn't pay me to say that. I've just heard about it. Just and today about it. it made me think of that because honestly... How are we going to learn how to pray? Mm -hmm. Looking at how people prayed. And you know what? Okay, so let me just throw this out. I know why we say to people, and especially new Christians when they ask about prayer, I know why we say things like, oh, it's easy. Just tell God what's on your heart. I know why we do that. Because we want to prompt people to pray. And and we don't want to scare them off from prayer. We want them to know they can get started immediately. And I want all that as well. But I, I, I want to remind us that, I mean, yeah, there's some aspects of prayer that are easy, but like I said yesterday, prayers work and it takes study, yeah. but it is worthwhile work. No, I, I really appreciate that because not only do we want to try to encourage people to get started praying, but you know, the other side is you, you'll be talking to people who are mature Christians and you say, well, you know, what part of your spiritual life would you like to get better at or yeah. have more confidence in? Or, hey, what are questions that you have? And prayer comes up an awful lot. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, wherever you are, I think, in, in discipleship, it seems like prayer is one of those things we, we'd like to be stronger at and feel and, better about. And one of the ways to be stronger, and perhaps one of the best ways to be stronger, is dig into these ancient prayers. Yeah. See where these people were in our same position and pray like they pray. Yeah, pray like they pray. Pray like they pray. A lot of wisdom in that. That's great. Well, listen, jo- thank you for joining us for Text Talk today for uh, these... Um, you know, noteworthy uh, episodes as we're just breaking records every day. Each new episode is is one more than the last. One more notch, you know. Uh, who knows how long it will go, but it's been a wild ride. Uh, we're going to uh, close out with a word of prayer today. Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, Father, for your word, for this scripture, uh, for this Psalm 79. As we've been discussing it today, we've really been thinking about proper ways to intercede, uh, looking at Moses, looking at this psalmist here, and, and Father, and I'm taught, and I'm humbled to think about my brothers and sisters in Christ and their needs. And there are different things that that bring me low and bring them low, different trials and temptations and hardships. And so, Father, help me to, to pray on their behalf. Help me to look, take a, a, a wider view of my brothers and sisters in Christ and understand that prayer is, is a lot more than just about me and just for me, but but to glorify you and to lift up those around me. And so, Father, I, I pray that you would uh, Father, be with your people this day for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. 
Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.